what's up? This is Rocky Asuka Romero, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. Boom! What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, in the Diamond Studio. Today is with me, as always, my friend, my savior, my confidant. Like, oh, and you, and Michael Vergara. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, am, I, am I any of those things? Wow, thank you, Corey. Yeah, CWR 101. Um, we're here. It is an introductory course, lesson one. We will teach you how to do a figure four leg lock. But just through audio only. Yes. Okay. One, grab legs. Yeah. Two, I'm just to say legs. that because on 101, 101st upload of this dang show. How does it feel? It's crossing the triple digit line. I feel like Coella DeVille. Cruella DeVille. Well, I, I think she's Cruella DeVille. Because she's cool. I mean, she had the nice jackets. This is the B Show. <laughs> this is the B Show. How are you today, Michael? Um, you know, just hanging around, you know. Getting stuff done. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Like, I had to I had to hop around. Like, I had to hop around buildings upon buildings today, and then I had to go to my other work. It's real compelling podcast uh, content that I'm just providing with you right hey, now. Hey, man. People, your fans, the... the, the, the no, the Vigar- no, don't even try. The, the don't Vigarites. Even try. Don't even try. The, the Mike and Ites. Uh, they they all want to know how you're doing today. I'm still alive. That's so, good to hear. That's all that really matters. It's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but guys, if you want to listen to any of our other shows, um, you can find us at soundcloud.com slash city wrestling radio. Also across other fine podcast delivery options, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Castbox. If you want to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we are at CWR415. That's at CWR415. But you know, it's the B show. We're here. We cover 205 Live, we cover NXT, and we cover the G1. Catch you up on all G1. Not extensive uh, reviews, but you know. And don't let the name fool you. B-Show means best show. Some might say, with the stuff we cover in B-Show. Or the dream show. Or the B could stand for anything. I Yeah. I mean, the bad show. The burrito show. Like B-A-D-D bad, like cool bad. Oh, like. Like Like Johnny um, B bad. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Public Enemy was pretty bad. Like, remember the the tag team duo? Yeah, they were pretty b a d d bad. But were they? They got to get up to get down, you know. Yeah, but Public Enemy is you mean the tag team or the rap group? The tag they, team, yeah, either either really. Oh, the rap they're group. one in the same the rap group. I mean, yeah, they're they were all b a d d bad. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about people that are B-A-D-D bad. We're as here much to talk as we about, like to. We're here to talk about two o five live. Yes, I am on two o five live duty. We are live in. Well, it was live, because it is called 205 Live, in Tampa, Florida, because they filmed it right after the SmackDown Yeehaw. episodes, as we uh, you know, normally know. Do you associate the yeehaws and the southern yeehaws with Florida? I don't really think so. I feel like Florida yeehaw would be like... Because <coughs> it is... I know Ye- it is south. It, yeah. It's like it, the... Um, it's, you know, south of Georgia. It's like tropical south. It's like I associate like Scarface with Florida. Like First you'll get the sugar, and then you'll get the ammonia. I associate any TV show and just general, just terrible oh, stuff. What was that TV show on USA where it was like a spy? And Burn Notice. There you go. Yeah, I think of Burn. I never Notice. seen an episode of that, but whatever. I, I heard was it's addicted good. to it for a minute. It was so, so bad. Yeah, that was B A D D bad. 
Two five live seven thirty one. Yeah, I'm having none of that, Corey. <laughs> we uh, we start off with a recap of the fatal four way that we went through with the B show last week, in which Drew Gulak beat out three other dudes to mm-hmm. become the number one contender for the cruiserweight title against Cedric Alexander, and that will be a match at SummerSlam. Whether or not it'll be on the main card, I doubt it, but we don't know yet. There's like thirteen matches announced, isn't there? Yeah, but there's also five hours. Oh, Jesus Christ! Of that freaking monstrosity of a show yeah but uh yeah they pretty much announced that there will be a contract signing and between cedric alexander and drew gulak and that'll be that first match kalisto versus tony neist kalisto fast tony neist strong back and forth action as we go along uh tony twists his knee from a missed moonsault kalisto capitalizes it with a salida del sol, salida del sol for the win after the match, Buddy Murphy rushes to beat down Kalisto, but Lince Dorado comes up for the save as they kick Murphy in the face, and that was pretty much that segment. Yeah, it was funny because uh, Buddy Murphy was just kind of standing there, like, "Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go?" Kind of blocking his way. And then they, go. and then Lince Dorado and like Kalisto, they just they run towards like because Buddy Murphy's so much bigger than both of them, and then they just kind of run past him, and, and then he chases them, and then he just boom. They do the thigh slap, Young Buck super kick to him. And Lindsay Dorado came out with his injured thumb. Like, it was a ruptured tendon yeah. that they said he had. Too, and, too much parting. And Nigel was just ripping on them all. Like, it, I felt like it was worse than ever last night. Like, not like worse, like, like it was, he was bad just commentator. becoming an out more of an outworld, like, like super like, heel commentator. Like super, he was just leaning in on the heel ish yeah. kind of thing. I don't think Nigel's above that, that. Like, he like he just kept going into the, like, calling a. Uh, yeah. Like the the loser house party and things like that, and then kept ripping it like, oh, a, a ruptured tendon, like his fingers hurt, he can't even get down to the ring. And everyone's like, that's an like his character is a lot more heel-ish. colorful, uh, heelish, colorful in Two Hundred Five Live. I yeah. think because he's traveling with the main roster, you kind of just have to be that certain way because I guess that's what they want out of. Mm-hmm. And main I will roster s- I will say this is that Cruz. I do like the combination. I'm starting to really like it of Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson. Percy Watson has really come into <clears throat> his own. Like I yeah. thought I thought for the first like maybe a couple of weeks that he was announced like, oh, they just want to fill a qu- like they just want to like fill a, a David, quota. David Otunga, they like the David Otunga, he, he was they wanted a superstar the and Byron Saxton. Yeah. Like, let's face it, that was just there that that pattern, you can't you can't like shy away from it. They just wanted a black guy on commentary. Yeah. But Percy Watson, he's um, he has that he has that very positive but yet sports like uh, energy that you want out of a show like oh definitely live yeah. or NXT, and I can definitely see. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be like main roster bound anytime soon since it's so no up. yeah no. I mean he should Tom Phillips I would Corey I would want I would want him to replace coach but then again i wouldn't want anything to replace coach you can replace coach you can bring jbl back to replace coach and i'd be fine with it no i'm cool and you're like no i actually coach that eh, yeah anyway uh after that we actually do get the contract signing between cedric alexander and drew gulak but cedric like cedric he, like he was kind of like come on let's just sign i i'm signing the contract just go just go sign the contract drew oh because gulak. gulak started out he goes let me tell you something He's like, he oh, was okay. pretty much stalling yeah he was like okay okay i'm done i'm done just sign the damn contract uh but the main takeaway from this was that gulak just pretty much called cedric alexander the brock lesnar of 205 live which is really really interesting to me because it's the fact that they're trying to bury him on a different no, show. No, yeah, well, it's because they're putting Brock Lesnar, like, the the name alone, they see that as a derogatory term. Everybody's ripping on Brock lately, though. Like, even 
AJ Styles did something after the show. Like, in my opinion, the WWE champion is more prestigious than the Brock Lesnar title. Well, no, he came out and somebody handed him, like, a replica Universal title. And he held it up and he says, I just want everybody to remember what this belt looked like. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. I know that was off the air, but, like. That's some shade right there. Yeah. I Um, think, you know, it's, I mean, Brock doesn't care. No, he, he's he's reading he his his off woodsman magazine. Backwoodsman, sorry, backwoodsman magazine from 1967. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was just a retro issue, <laughs> or maybe it really was a be- issue from 1967. Because good lord, that looked like the most boring he, magazine ever. I'm sorry. I mean, he looks like something out of 1967 with that haircut. Oh just, yeah, yeah, like a football player, like a high school football player from 1967. It's like Johnny Unitas. Yeah, no, that's a that is probably the only Johnny Unitas reference I will ever. Bring up with uh, on the B show. Nonetheless, Leo Rush comes out, says he's annoyed that people are asking Rush for a rematch against Akira Tozawa. It's annoying. Yeah. Uh, says everyone wants a piece of the 23 year old piece of gold, which I thought was a pretty cool rhyme. And uh, yeah, we just straight up have a pretty like a squash match between Leo Rush versus Ricky Martinez. Leo. Mimics Tozawa's offense until the frog splash, frog splash pin, and for the win, it was whatever. And Ricky Martinez, he's been around for a little bit, right? He's been, he was he's either, kind of he's like way more bulkier. He than, did look bulkier, but I mean, he's he, he, did he wrestle in NXT? I think no, two. I mean, or like you could put a can of Coke next to Leo Rush, and that can of Coke. I will think be he had a match against bulkier. was it a match against Adam Cole a few weeks ago. No, that was that was. Um, this, this, is all was, on, this is all up to you, man. But Corey, yeah. Anyways, but you. Ricky Martinez, I felt like I've heard the name before, and I felt like I've seen those trunks before. With this five an star. APW show. No, 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 it wasn't. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. But Akira Tozawa comes out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's he one, just wants says, his match, and then he just ah! says, "Yeah." He ah! really just he, he really just all he really did was just rush the ring, and then was like, "I just can't made his understand you." This guy went all the way to Tampa, Florida, just to. Yell ah, and be in the ring. Well, he got all trunked up, and he, he probably everything. lives somewhere in Florida. They all do. They all live in Florida because you don't have to pay taxes to. in Florida. No, it says you don't have to pay taxes in Florida. And the performance centers in Florida. Yeah, but that yeah, I mean, oh, no. Miz lives in like Texas. I mean, if you're big enough, far. if you're big enough, you can have. But you're it's right, here's Zawa. You know, it's probably easier for him to be down there. Yeah. Uh, then we get into our main event: Cedric Alexander versus the Brian Kendrick with Drew Gulak on commentary. They feel each other out. Cedric counters a sliced bread number two. Well, Gulak came down uh, like halfway through the match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we got ourselves a fantastic bully choke or captain choke. It's... Oh, the captain's know, hook? Yeah, the captain's hook. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, from Kendrick. Uh, Alexander reaches the ropes. He then counters another sliced bread, but with a, lomb- with a lumbar check for the win. Oh, did you see how um, Kendrick sold that too? Yeah. It looked amazing. It's uh, that's just what Brian Kendrick does. No, I He's know. At that. To me, I, I remember Brian Alvarez. He tweeted out this one, um, this picture of Brian Kendrick. And he oh, I said, think I remember this. And, he, and it said Matt Riddle, <laughs> Matt Riddle without um, Matt Riddle three weeks after signing with the WWE with its wellness policy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the picture of the Brian Kendrick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, post match, Jack Gallagher comes up. It was okay. Drew Gulak, he was kind of teasing like he would be in the ring for a little bit, just kind of like like he was kind of stalling. Well, it, it, well, during commentary, they were asking him like, "Where's where's Jack Gallagher?" And he's like, "I don't know. I don't 
don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he is. They why never should have asked that. Why, why are you asking me? Why that you is a bad me? question to ask. It, it was very, but I didn't think of it when they asked it. I was just like, oh. Oh, I knew like first. I knew like the instant. I like, thought he was just trying to play it off. As but. soon as Cedric Alexander won, like, oh yeah, no, he Gallagher is going to come, and he did, and mm-hmm. he beat down Cedric Alexander, and then. Uh, they just continue to do the beatdown. Uh, Drake Maverick, he comes out and he says, Stop it! Stop it Stop right it, now! Or, or, if you can't do this on my turf or else the title the title match will be called off. You well, want your match? You want your match? Yeah. Stop it right now! Uh, but I like how Drake was, Maverick inserts himself, you know, like that. Of course. Um, you know, he's, he has to lay down the law. He is the GM. He's DM the GM. Especially uh, because Mustafa Ali, I guess, is... Mysteriously, yeah. We'll talk yeah, he more. cryptically tweeted that he was in the hospital. It's pro. It'll. It's probably a shoot. Who like it uh. was. He said like it was a picture of him in a hospital gown in a hospital bed, and he with the caption, "I kick out at two. So there we go. You know, get well soon, Mustafa Ali. Whatever you got going on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, two o five live. And that was two o five live. Eh, Michael, would you go out of your way to? No, I know. I, I feel like I didn't have to ask you that question, um, but I mean, it was it wasn't a okay. Look, I no, it wasn't I, a great... I I I kind of thought the Alexander Kendrick match was okay. It was okay, yeah. I didn't I didn't feel like I wasted my time with it. You know, yeah. it was just there. It was a wrestling. It was a wrestling event. It was a wrestling show. Yeah, and there was wrestling. And so I like Cedric Alexander too. Like Always... I think he should to a point where I feel like he should be a bigger star and be above cruiserweights. You can see him Be going above. for like an intercontinental title or yeah. U.S. title one day. No, screw it. Go all go all the way. To the Universal top. title, not even Cedric okay guy. WWE title because I don't even I don't think the Universal Galactic Sh- Champion. I really don't think the Universal Championship is all that prestigious. The Solar System Champion because you're just introducing a new title with like zero with almost like near infant infant like lineage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got the WWE Championship that has like. Dates back like fifty years worth of history. Right. That 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 is the title. But then once you put a universal title, one that looks like a fucking fruit roll up. Hey, it's uh. I have. I, I, I didn't I like the like strip it. at first, but then I, it grew on me a little bit. I don't like it. I I really like the. Uh, the I was really strip. anticipating SmackDown to have, you pretty much make it blue. I'm glad they didn't. Oh, it's going to happen eventually. I don't think so. I mean, I, unless if, they. I mean, I don't know. It depends on what they're going to do. I feel like eventually I'm, they're just going to merge. Two I'm going to say again. in five years that Universal Championship is going to be dissolved. You think so? Yeah. Oh, it'll be. Uh, it'll be. Um, what do you call it? Unified with the WWE title, and then we'll have the unified the WWE, WWE Universal the w- Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's and it's such a better and it's such a better design too. What the the WWE Championship? Same I hate, thing. I always hated the Universal Title belt. I it's, hated the color. Insane. Oh, it's just the color. Yeah. I just hate the color. I like the um the Saudi Arabia belt, the Greatest Royal Rumble belt, the green yeah. one. That one looked really cool. It was very uh, gimmicky. It's like a green apple fruit roll up. Oh, that sounds delicious. Do you like fruit roll ups? I was more of a fruit by the foot kind of same kid. here. Yeah. My greatest moment from when I was a kid is when my mom took me because you know I was a little fatty kid. So on the way to the school bus, she'd like take me to the donut store. I'm like, I want a fruit roll up. She's like, All right, here. They, they sell like buy like each piece at the donut shop, and I opened up the pack, and there was two fruit roll ups in one wrapper. I fucking shit myself. Oh man. Yeah. Your mom had. Your mom must have been pissed. No, she didn't even know. I was just, I was quick. I was a really smart kid, 
Like, so if you shit your pants, like you, you your parents wouldn't even know. Oh no, I just, just pointed that just guy with, pissed shit, shit his pants. And then, yeah, and then like some kid gets in trouble for it on the school bus. How do you get a kid in trouble? How can you get another kid in trouble by shitting your own pants? I'll find a way. Okay. But guys, let's move on. Let's move on to NXT. NXT this week, <clears throat> I, I felt like NXT is good every week. They're kind of on fire but right now. Damn. NXT last night was amazing. I felt like. I mean, oh, okay, well. Personally, it's, I felt like every, pump the brakes there a little. Everything bit. on that you had Tommaso Ciampa versus Alistair Black last week, right? And this no, is no, the no. fallout. I didn't of say this. I didn't say it was it was better wrestling wise. I was saying it was more entertaining. Oh no, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah it yeah. was very well structured, very well paced. But I, but I feel like that's the same could be said about almost any episode of NXT where. Again, the benefits of it not being a live show where right. you control every little aspect of it in the way that you want it to be rather than controlling every single aspect of it in a live setting and just because when you do that you just your perform your talent just drowns. And I'm really worried about that because like they there have been talks about them moving to FS1 uh with the new SmackDown deal and NXT doing a live show. Um I'm just a little, like I said I'm a little worried about that. Because you, you're gonna see you're gonna see more slip ups. You're gonna see. I'll say this though: um, had had Alistair Black and Tommaso Ciampa be a live match, that would have set the goddamn world on fire. Yeah. Like I, I will say, like as much as I think it's pretty much my match of the year so far. Mm-hmm. I should watch more wrestling by saying that. Mm-hmm. But um, no, fuck him. It was good. Yeah, uh, it was really good. But yeah, that that but the like the fact that it was the word got out a week prior did kind of just made it made the impact of it a little less so this is my own personal opinion yeah. of it my perspective and so because i knew going in yeah no, i knew going I, I in that alistair the alistair black would lose the title and when i know finishes ahead of time it does sort of affect yeah. my way of thinking oh, of that match but the fact that that match was as good as it was and with me knowing who won anyway that just that says wonders about that match in general but uh yeah nxt nxt on this fire week. NXT this week started off with, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, started off with Heavy Machinery versus The Mighty. Oh, um, I, then I must interrupt you then. If the Heavy Machinery was on it, it was automatically better than last week's show. See, there you go. Wow. Yeah. Um, started off with The Mighty, and I don't know, I'm starting to, real, starting to realize, like Heavy Machinery, I know it's not a good tag team. The Mighty is not a great tag team. To me, they're just like knockoff. Street revi- Profits no, are not a great tag team. The thing about The Mighty is that they just kind of come off as like, no, um, knockoff, revive Australian revival. They're like they're like WWE 2K19, like who you would have to face in tag team. They're mode. first stage people. Yeah, exactly. They're the first stage, like Jason Jet and uh, like Baron Blade. Um, Careful, but, those might be those might be actual WWE. No, Jason names. Jet is for sure. I, I saw it on a on something recently, and then I realized that's probably where they got it from. Uh, but started out this week, the Mighty started off against uh, uh, Heavy Machinery. Um, started off the match. They kind of, you know, they have these long jackets now. The Mighty Wears, kind of cool. Like Cody um, Rhodes. No, that well, they're like long, like trench coats, but with the the full. Like, I mean, kind of like Cody Rhodes, but with the sleeves and everything. Okay. And then uh, they started off by distracting the heavy machinery by throwing it in their faces. They started to brawl out there. Uh, they started isolating Dozovich throughout the match. Eventually, we get the hot tag to Tucker Knight. Tucker Knight clears the ring, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Street oldest, Profits. 
I'm making as you're saying this. I'm making like I'm trying to make yeah. an Otis Dozovich uh, face. I'm not even. I'm not even going to describe it. I'm just. You just have your reaction when I do it. Yeah. Uh. Uh. All right. And uh, first off, Dozovich, <laughs> he, he cracks content. me up because he um, he goes right up to that fan, that super fan. Uh, when he's oh that up. large bald Kyle bastard. his name's Kyle oh man um, like he's into it but he's into it he's really into it uh, but apparently he's a big fan there um, and yeah he gets like right he goes up to Kyle yeah, starts shaking him up and I could see them hanging out and I really I really like that it made it feel like more of a community down there in NXT don't encourage them uh, but then eventually uh, like I said Street Profits music hits and they start they appear in the crowd giving out free t-shirts and, to all and that's all they're doing like it's really it's literally just them just make creating a distraction and doing a Kevin Nash Scott Hall kind of deal oh yeah uh, can, but with music handing out t-shirts to the, incri- the entire crowd eventually uh, Heavy Machinery hits the compactor on Shane Thorne Dozovich pins Shane Thorne and we have uh, they get Machinery. their win back yeah they get their win back well it was a two-on-one handicap match last time, so I mean that could be debated whether it was you know heavy machinery's loss or the was, mighty still got the W. I'm, I'm, that's all that right. matters. You're right. You're right. At the end of the day, it's still a W. That's a very heel mentality, Mike. Well, I mean, am I wrong? No, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, next up, we have uh, Mustache Mountain from uh, I. I never got these guys' names, but I felt like they were jobbers, jobbers. from 1993. Um, because they just seemed very like one seemed very like like SoCal like surfer nineties. Like, it was the like the hair tie. Yeah, it was the hair tie. It was really bad. It like was, it's it's one. I think they were. It's one of those looks where like you know what look bad. Mm-hmm. Like look bad so you can make the good guys look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I'm not even saying like. Like villainous? No, just look like shit because no one's gonna care about you. Oh, the just, other guy was like overweight and like had yeah. like a loincloth on. It it was just it was funny. Are those performance center students? I don't know. They're probably not. They could be. I but at the same time, like they, there could just be like flyers on a freaking pole. Like, are you uh, at, with at, are you an indie wrestler? Do you with want one hundred with at least five years experience? Brian Cage is like, yes, I am. Right, yes. <laughs> are you not Brian Cage? Damn it. Puts that back up. What's your name? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Rage. <laughs> Actually, there you go. I'm sure there is a Ryan Rage. That's, out his, there. that's his impact name. I bet you anyone, any, there's anywhere out there, there's a Ryan Rage. No, that's his, uh, that's his NXT name. Really. Ryan Rage. Uh, well, after he gets repackaged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, for a jobber match. This is a pretty damn good jobber match. Because it's Mustache Mountain. Oh, one know. of the best tag teams in the world. They actually are, man. Uh I didn't. Uh, the notes I got on it. I mean, it was too fast. Kept going. Uh, Tyler Bate though looked incredible in the match. Like his thighs, dude. They look like um, they, they look like hot dogs. Ham hocks. Yeah. Oh yes, tasty. Oh, sorry, you said ham hocks. And, yeah. And I know. I just never mind. Anyways, uh, eventually, uh, Mustache Mountain hits their um, hits their finisher on these jobbers. Uh, what's their finisher called? Do you remember? Well, it was kind of like a burning hammer. Uh, it was like then, the Birmingham, Birmingham something. It was like a burning hammer. Like Trent Seven, he, he sets him up with like a burning hammer, like suplex kind of thing. And then yeah. Tyler Bate, he goes to the top rope, and then he knees the guy who's getting burning hammered in the face, and mm-hmm. then he flips up. Yeah, just real, just real, real class. Big book of wrestling moves, Corey. It, I'm being very illustrative. There you go with this I detailed like account of this wrestling move that probably has a name and we just don't know. I thought they called I think, it Bir- Birmingham something. Birmingham, 
There you go. There we go. That's our name for it, the Birmingham. Uh, but after the match, they cut a promo. Uh, they cut a promo after the match uh, saying they are on a mission to get their NXT tag team titles back, and they're invoking their rematch, rematch clause in NXT Brooklyn 4. Um, I was getting a little match. I was match. Get, I was getting a little worried for a second there because um, it's NXT and sometimes that stuff is unpredictable. But Trent Seven was turning towards Tyler Bate a whole lot, and I was just like, "Oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't turn heel on him, don't turn heel." You on know him. what? It'll be it'll okay. Look, it's it'll be a questionable decision, but I bet you that match will be fire. Oh yeah, definitely, and uh, he has definite right to because he can say like, "You lost the title. You season. threw the towel." Yeah, exactly. But then they what then. They made that when that when they made that promo like the it, when Trent Seven was he was pretty much saying like he said he was sorry like he understood what Tyler ba- he understood what Tyler Bate was coming from with that throwing in the towel thing yeah and they was like we'll invoke our rematch calls and we'll just brush this brush this off and we'll get these titles again we beat them once we'll beat them again and I thought that's a a very refreshing. You know, a very refreshing thing that a tag team would do in the WWE Except because had this it. been in the main roster, they would have milked that story beat for months. Yeah. You know? And then they just kind of just brush it off like, hey, you know, it happens. Yeah, it happened. We'll do it. Nah, don't also, worry Because I think NXT, like, their writing is a bit faster paced. Like, they got to... Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to say faster pace than the main roster ones because that shit gets like that shit gets rewritten like twenty well, minutes before the show. Yeah, the thing about NXT is that there's long term booking in a sense where you are filming everything all at once, so you can't yeah. really keep changing things up. You have all this footage you have to use, which can be kind of a detriment. Which I think we'll get into in the new news show regarding rumors mm-hmm. for uh, the certain uh, NXT takeover Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Brooklyn. 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 Card, Brooklyn. Bring it. Bring it. You know, I feel like we should just. No, we'll talk about it. Let's do it after. Do yeah, it we'll talk about shows. the new show. Um, but yeah, so. Um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. So Mustache Mountain win that match. and They win that match. Uh, next up. Is, oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is match of the night right here. Come on. This was probably one of the most. Not wrestling technical, like this was a great five, six, seven star match. But damn, this match was fun. EC3. Versus Kona Reeves, um, it, like it was a really good match. It was one point like EC3 compared to Kona Reeves looks like Brian Cage. Oh, definitely. Like Kona Reeves, he's pretty much like a a potato sack with uh, like sunglasses and blonde hair. And I feel like every week he adds something new to his jacket or I'll, appearance. I'll give Kona Reeves credit. Like he hung in there with EC3. Yeah. And EC3 is a good wrestler. Impre- impressively, like and for Kona Reeves, like a man that size. A man that's like he's like six seven and in you know a man that huge he's pretty fast. Oh yeah, at what yeah. he does. Yeah, like yeah. I kind of I I was kind of impressed by his speed, like the way he kind of just locks in that headlock on EC three. He has, he shows great aggression. Um, I don't it, his character is horrible. I mean, but. look 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 look. It's well, the thing is, like Kona Reeves and EC three, they're pretty much the same character, right? Uh, and I can't. It could be debated, but then like one's like have, the dollar store version of the other. But when yeah. you have characters on NXT, like be having gimmicks where like, oh, look at us, we're just all we're we're rich, like we're rich, we have this certain type of class, and like we're, not just rich. we're like, pretty much Ric Flair, pretty the much Ric Flair. When they do the Ric Flair gimmick in NXT, part of my like part of my suspension of disbelief in regards to that is that like we know how much NXT performers make. Yeah. It is significantly lesser than WWE. Like yeah, you want to maintain the illusion that hey, you're in WWE, you're set for life. You're in that WWE umbrella, you're right, set for right. life. But then knowing that like it, it's kind of hard hard to buy in the fact that a, an NXT performer is 
So okay, we, like is richer than like the richer than somebody like in a main roster. Or, well, what we heard back, in, I think this is a couple of years ago that we when we first heard this is when NXT superstars make about twenty five thousand a year, right? Is that what you're going off of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's still the same. Like with people like like uh, Bobby Roode coming in, people like uh, EC three. Well, because they're not there as long as they as. As you know, as your normal, but like I'm saying, I, I wonder the if they're probably getting people. paid more. Adam Cole is not getting paid twenty five thousand a year. That's for damn sure. Maybe I don't think so. I, I personally, I just don't think so. I mean, they really, they yeah, have, we could be super wrong about this. Yeah, and we're um, just guesstimating. Yeah, we're just we're just shooting the shit, shooting the shit. But let's rumors get, and innuendo. Uh, let's get back to the match. Um, like I said, EC three looks huge compared to Conan Reeves. Um, definitely overpowering. I'm more toned. Oh well, look, he was just swole, man. And he had like really bad back knee, like that steroid acne right there. EC three, EC three, yeah. He's swole, dude. He's he's juiced to the gills. I don't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Anyways, okay, uh, Conan gets a little bit of offense in, uh, spinning neckbreaker to Conan Reeves by EC three, and then out comes the Ow! Velveteen Dream. Uh, he comes. Simon in, Phoenix himself. He comes out and tells uh Wearing a very, uh, very nice little pencil thin uh, tie and white white blouse. I feel like he had belt. No, they were bell bottoms. Oh, okay. Well, the top, the top was a blouse. Oh no, no, yeah, he had like this little Texas tie. Yeah, yeah, he had a little bit of a Texas tie, and then he was wearing these black bell bottoms, and I think they were suede or something. It he, it looked ridiculous, but only Vel- only a guy like Velveteen Dream could make it work. Um, Velveteen Dream came out and said, you know, there's someone in the building that still can't get over what happened at the Royal Albert Hall, and I just think like EC3, I'm kind of in the middle of something here. <laughs> Like I'll I'll come back. Don't worry. Yeah. Just, uh, but this is basically them trying to scrap together an East, uh, Velveteen Dream match for Takeover. I feel like, or they can form a tag team. Be called EC Dream. <gasps> Move on. Move on. Move on. I fan myself down. I'm just hot and bothered over here. And uh, if EC3 wants to talk about it, uh, he can come to his world. And that's when EC3 or uh, when Velveteen Dream walked away, and by the snap of his fingers. The screen cuts back to the NXT screen, and that's when all the fans. Because <gasps> that was actually really cool. Titantron powers activate. The exactly the second he snapped his fingers, it turned. So that was just dynamically good timing. Dynamically. Uh, that Kona Reeves hits the Hawaiian drop on EC3, but EC3 kicks out and then hits the 1% on Kona Reeves. EC3 pins Kona Reeves. So thanks for coming. Is Tony. this the end of the finest? Or are we going to get a different? Yeah, gimmick? I'll be back. You you listen to that theme song of his. Like it's like a night. It's I'm like a thing. Like the, it was a Nightwish beat to somebody rapping. It's like somebody rapping to a Nightwish beat for from two thousand three. Yeah, that dude's destined for greatness. Yeah. Next up, oh, I but dude, so like the Velveteen Dream. Like, what do you think he's implying when he says, "I'll take you to Dreamland"? Like, you think it's going to be like? EC3 is going to take a trip to uh, uh, Velveteen Dream's house and it'll be like, it'll be like their no. version of the Woken Matt Hardy no, thing. No, I don't think anything like, like that. Like a vignette, like a film. I, I think it's just going to be a match, but it's like... It's going to be a Jeremy Boras Because you know how joint. Velveteen Dream says, like, you know, this is the experience. His matches are the experience. So I think that's what he's talking about. His world is his matches, his performance he's putting on. But then on. remember his vignettes where he's, like, talking into, like, this shadow realm with purple smoke and everything? Do you think he has supernatural powers? Does Velveteen Dream have Undertaker-like powers? His name is powers? Dream. Does he have Undertaker powers? Does he Look work? into it, bro. I'm going to look into that. I'm going yeah. to look into that. Who knows? But I can't stop talking about EC3 because EC3... God, the way this stuff, like this the NXT TakeOver card is forming, like how many do we have? How many weeks do we have left? Like two? Two weeks. Until SummerSlam? Yeah. 
All right, man. It's good, it's good card so far. It's getting there. Uh, we have EC3 backstage and uh, the this new interviewer. Do you do you know? Did you ever catch her name? Uh, Renee Young. No, it's not Renee Young. Uh, but uh, the blonde blonde lady goes up to EC3. She says, "What what do you have to say to uh, Velveteen Dream?" Asking you to come to his world, and uh, EC3 goes. He goes. What kind of man would turn down an invitation like that? He goes. Did you just? Did you see me just beat the finest Kona Reeves? Yes, I will play the Velveteen Dreams games. I will drink his Kool Aid. I will take his purple pill. I will join him at his experience, a summit, a discourse, a conversation, and he'll see him at NXT Brooklyn. You really transcribed that entire thing. Oh, that was it. Had me cracking up. That's why I felt like I had to. Good for you, Corey. You know, I had nothing to do last night. Except hey, no, I appreciate the. This is my work. job, you know. This is a hundred, one hundred and one, man, one hundred one. Uh, uh, but next up, we have our our first meeting between Candice LeRae and Shayna Baszler. Uh, is this the first? Or they did they fight in the May Young Classic? No, I, no, okay. Candice uh, LeRae was she even in the May Young Classic? She lost in like the f- first round. Great, yeah. Uh, but this was a non-title match, uh, basically can- a grudge match because Candice Larry was tired of Shayna Baszler. You know, you should be a mom. You should be a stay-at-home wife. Go take care of your husband. What are you doing here? Uh, Shayna Baszler comes down to the ring, uh, looking. Dude, she's so awesome. I just I get so much confidence when I see Shayna Baszler. Like she just it's lit- the horse. It, it, yeah. <laughs> um, Larray drop kicked Baylor outside of the ring. Uh, Larray attempts to do a walk on the ropes, but uh, Shayna just pulls Larray off, and Larray takes a nasty spill to the outside. Um, Larray's starting to kind of work a injury. She seems like she had when one in her left arm. Uh, eventually, Larray does go for a top rope DDT, um, but eventually. Shayna Baszler gets the okay. What does she call it? The Kira Kona clutch on Candice LeRae. Just call it a rear naked choke. Well, I mean, they call it the Kira Kona clutch. You know, I, I want to get it. Um, generalization. But she kicks out of the first one. Eventually, just to tap out to the second one, Shayna Baszler locks in. Uh, the aftermatch beat down by Shayna Baszler to Candice LeRae and out for the save. Kyrie Sane. Um, Who again? She, the, uh, this week just looks like she's gonna cry. She did look like well, yeah. Well, she got she's so face. mad. She's so mad, Shayna. Uh, she uh, well, you know it. I know it. She will beat her. Yeah, but then like, okay, then like, if you know it, then why are you like, why do you look like, why do you look like you're doubting yourself? You know, since you're like crying and just being super, super emotional. If to me, she's That's coming off as me. she's just becoming super defensive about it. Like, I'm gonna beat her. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. About you? Well, you don't think I can? I will. You, uh, you know it. I know it. Like there, a bitch. there has to be a call up after SummerSlam, dude. I, I'm just thinking about it, and like, there's you think that, Kyrie is going to take the title. Somebody has to go to the main roster, and if they're going to do a four horsewoman uh, for the four horsewoman match at Evolution, like she has to lose it. Shayna has to lose. So the is title. Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke just not even going to go to NXT? Well, I mean, they could do the Leo Rush route. No, just they can go and put them two hundred five live. They can they can be on NXT, but at the same time, they they'll all just kind of get together. Like so it'll just be run. like an NXT. We haven't had those in a while where just some dude from NXT comes well, out to Raw or something. Well, like a Kevin Owens versus John Cena kind of. I think because that was Kevin Owens' oh, call-up Sam, anyway. Sammy Zayn versus um, John Cena. Yeah, just like a one-off. So, or a Pete Dunne. Those like, are always so cool when that happens, too. Of course. Like, they're such cool. Like, it, that's what kind of makes, like, some of the main roster shows must-see television. Yeah. Like, when you hear, like, oh, Pete Dunne is wrestling Enzo Amore. Or, yeah, Sami Zayn is wrestling John Cena. Or Kevin Owens wrestling John Cena. Well, that was uh, one of the points uh, HCW former television champion Chris Cage pointed out. 
um, in our interview we did, you can find it at soundcloud.com slash city wrestling radio. Good job. Um, he was saying how, look at the pop Pete Dunn got when he came out to raw that night back in London, uh, like a year ago. Yeah. So, and how they were underutilizing Pete Dunn and people like that. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I like the unpredictability of people from NXT and the UK division and everyone just showing up on Raw. Because good Lord, we need more of that in, yeah. in WWE nowadays. Even if somebody from 205 Live, like if TJP came up to Raw for an for a match or something, you know? Leo Rush, if he came up for a match. Nah, I think that's kind of a lesser of a surprise because they travel. we know they travel with the main roster. Well, we uh, we, it needs to be somebody. In, yeah, I know. It's, I, I know. It's super smart for me of, like, to say that. Like, oh, no, he travels with them anyway. But it rings does it does ring kind of true. That's why I kind of like the surprise of somebody who, don't, who doesn't even travel with the main roster, like a Tyler Bate. Yeah. Or true. like a, a Roderick Stone or the Undisputed Era. Man, can you imagine if the Undisputed Era just invade both bah, Raw and bah, SmackDown? Bah, 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 boom! Yeah, dude. I love Undisputed Era. They're great. Uh, Why not? Wasn't on the show. No, they weren't. But I, yeah, did, you see that pic- did you see that picture? They put NXT put up of all the champions, and it was the three Undisputed Eras in the back, and then Shayna Baszler and Tommaso Ciampa in the front, and it said, like, Fortune reeks the... Or, you fortune know, favors the bold? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Fortune favors the bold. And Undisputed Era just like crossed out the t- the first Shayna Baszler and Tomas Ciampa and were like, yeah, screw them. Heavy on heels. Have, well, they're all heels. Yeah. yeah all the heel, like, so there has to be like a title change. A title change coming up. Uh, but back to I'm going to bet. I'm willing to bet it's the tags. No, I don't think so. I think the Mustache Mountain are going to uh, NXT UK. I don't think they're going to stay around in regular NXT. Maybe Shayna will lose it. Shayna, uh, well, another match announced. You know, well, uh, Adam Cole maybe might I lose ho- his title. I, I don't want Ciampa to lose the title. Uh, Black needs that title back, man. I mean, he could be called. He could be called up. Black is back. Black is back. <laughs> he just comes out in like jeans and a t-shirt. Like, hey, what's up, guys? But I think no. I honestly think like the takeover Brooklyn it will, will probably be Aleister Black's like right off. It could be, and like I said, uh, he can be moving up to the main roster. Speaking of these guys, we should probably get to the main event. Then. Well, first off, we have Mustache Mountain backstage in the, oh, parking, that's true. In the parking lot promo. Uh, they're basically saying, you know, someone asked them, what tricks do you have for Undisputed Era? Like, tricks? What are you talking about tricks? We don't have tricks. That's the deal with you, mate. Like, everybody seems to have tricks nowadays. Like, why not, what happened to a good old-fashioned shellacking? We'll just beat them. And then they walk up, and War Raiders enter the They came out of nowhere. And Hanson is like, Hey, we want. We were gonna come after those titles eventually. It was, yep. And 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 watch out because we're the War Raiders. <laughs> I felt the exact same way when I heard. Um, which one? Who yeah, was it was Hanson. Hanson. Like when yeah. those when those guys speak, it was it was pretty much like that. You remember that movie? Um, what's that Hulk Hogan movie? Uh, Suburban Commando. Suburban. Yeah, yes. Where Undertaker is in, is also in the movie, yes. and then he talks, and it sounds like a little kid for no reason, and mm-hmm. then Hulk Hogan says, "No wonder you guys don't talk." Yeah. Which it was like, which is kind of a rib. So it uh, could just Hulk Hogan getting his ribbon. So I think, but, uh, yeah. So that's the reason Raiders. why I also think Mustache Mountain's getting written off. Um, back to NXT UK. Um, it's because War it's gonna have War Raiders Undisputed Era. Man, there's just so War much, Games. There's when you see NXT UK. War games. When you say NXT UK is like, there's so much wrestling. There's, I bet you they've already one. filmed too NXT UK. Yeah, there's just so much wrestling. Uh, next up, we have William Regal announcing two new matches for looking pretty uh, gaunt. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's seen better he, days. He's getting up there in age, and he's just getting a little old, I think. Well, no, it's like he's been like losing weight. I know. Like, oh god. I know. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to think about him being sick. 
Anyway, and the only he time has been though. I know the only time we've seen him is in backstage segments too. Yeah. I know there's a fly buzzing around the Diamond Studio right now. No, I'm just using. I'm I'm reflecting my phone into the oh, sun okay. and just playing with the light. Um, but now we have our main event. Our main event segment for the evening: Tommaso Ciampa, the new NXT champion, in ring promo. No, uh, no music, which of is course. perfect. And yeah, when you see that name in the Titantron, you your hatred from the full sale crowd. Um, the you know the fans chanting, uh, chanting all their hatred towards Ciampa. He comes out, he starts looking at the title. He goes, "What was that title? You think I deserve you? I think I deserve you too." Uh, just playing into the crowd. <laughs> Uh, then, then Tommaso Ciampa does probably one of the best things ever. He goes out outside the ring and then walks up to my favorite fan in the NXT universe, NXT grandma, the NXT granny. He goes around, he goes, Hey, I remember you. I want you to know that I'm your NXT champion. And then she kind of held her fingers up. Like she was saying like a little bit for only for a little bit, just you know? for a little bit. I thought she was trying to say, like, shut your mouth. Like, shut it. Like, zip no, it. No, she was having none of it, too. She was just laughing she at was, his face. She like, was like, <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> She's like, whipper snapper. Oh, dude, they probably all, she probably knows him, like, straight up. That's probably, like, that's probably Ciampa's mom. Probably Gargano's <laughs> mom. She's like, oh, oh, can you imagine if it was Gargano's mom? She's like, oh, you're coming to dinner next week? Thank you. Uh, but then eventually, um, oh, I don't know why. That's weird. Um, Ciampa... Starts walking around them. Out comes, uh, oh, out comes Alistair Black. Yeah. So Alistair Black's music comes up, and then he walks to to the ring, and oh. then all of a sudden Johnny Gargano rushes to the ring and starts beating down Tommaso Ciampa. And that's when I noticed Conor Reeves, uh, his chains were still on the the ring. Yeah, post. I noticed that too. Um, but yeah, he starts to beat down on Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa gets away uh, with and, Alistair Black in the ring. And so, what Johnny Gargano? Do you? Want, uh, I can take over this. Right. Yeah, sure, go yeah, for it. Yeah, no, because I freaking love this segment. So what Johnny Gargano pretty much does is he gets the grabs the mic with Tommaso Ciampa pretty much in at um by the fans area. Yeah. Know, by the outside. Yeah, one and of the he exits. just says and he just says, You know what you know why you're champ you know why you're champion, Tommaso Ciampa? It's because of me. I am the reason that Tommaso, that yeah, you, Tommaso Ciampa, is champion. Oh, I'm the only reason. And as he's saying this, Alistair fucking Black is right behind him. The guy who lost the title to Tommaso Ciampa and his undefeated streak. Like, you were losing his singles undefeated streak. And mm-hmm. then, like, as soon as, like, J- like, Johnny Gargano was, like, just pretty much repeating over and over again that he's the reason why Tommaso Ciampa is champion, I was, like... Fuck him up, Alistair Black. Fuck him up. And then little bit before you know it, black as mask. soon as Gargano turns around, he turns uh, he gets the black mask to the face to a wondrous applause from the full sale crowd, which lightweight I thought was kind of weird because I thought, you know, Johnny Gargano could kill a puppy in full sale and he'll still be loved. But at at this in no, this case, Johnny Gargano to the full sale u- the universe right now is like that drugged out cousin we all have. Like no. he keeps coming by, like he's no, messing up. Like we want not. him to get better. We like want him to do good, but he's messing up, man. And so he did mess up. He gave his uh, his drug dealer the championship. So Alistair Black, he says he goes up to the mic and he says, "You are right, Johnny Gargano. You are you're right for one thing, and that is you are the reason Tommaso Ciampa is champion." Yeah. And so, yeah, it's really interesting of what they're doing with Johnny Gargano. Like, he's, 
I like his character now as this person who's letting the emotions get the best of him, regardless of any rational, regardless of any rational thinking he, you know, might have. Yeah, like he's just like he's very head, like head first on making sure he'll fuck up Tommaso Ciampa without knowing the consequences of any of his actions. Like he lost the takeover, he lost the unsanctioned match. Yeah, like he uh, he cost Aleister Black the the title, the, the, the title, and so I hope they work off. Like they work with that story beat, yeah. Where they want to, like Johnny Gargano will develop a character like, oh, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't want to let this define my career. I just want to get this done. I'm sorry, everybody, and you know, I'm sorry, Candace. Yeah, he's not perfect. Gargano, then you know, sometimes we sometimes we have baby faces who just are pretty much Jesus Christ. Like, like, yeah. John, like John Cena or Daniel Bryan, but here you have a babyface who actually makes mistakes without looking like an absolute idiot. Well, Daniel Bryan did choke out an announcer with his tie, but whatever. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, well, let's not get into that. But yeah, so like this, it's like this is a babyface who's not inherently looking like an idiot. It's a babyface who made legitimate mistakes. Mistakes, yeah. You know, like in a very subtle and interesting way that I hope. I hope NXT. I hope they capitalize on it, which I have. It's NXT. I kind of have faith that they will. Mm-hmm. And with Alistair Black, I th- now that is a bit of a now that is a bit more puzzling to me. Like what they're doing with him. Do you think it's going to be a triple threat at Takeover? Oh, oh definitely. I think so. I mean, it has to be at this point, right? Like but then, yeah. Just because you know they're going to say something like, "Well, Alistair Black." What has Gargano do to deserve a title match? Well, they're going to say they're going to say something like, "You know, well, we can't control where he is, so we might as well just put him in the match." I can't think. Of, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Regal's just like, "Yeah, I don't know, dude. He's in the match." I, I, I don't, I don't really buy that of Gargano. Just I, they'll figure something out. Yeah, they got a lot of time left. Um. Oh yeah, but what, what I was saying before this, um, William Regal, the announce, I didn't announce the two new matches. EC3 Velveteen Dream at Brooklyn, and uh, oh yeah, we're just too busy. Yeah, like. talk about Regal self. <laughs> yeah, and we got sad and moved on. Um, and uh, Ricochet versus Adam Cole for the NXT North American Title. That's a match. I think that title's going to change hands. You don't think so? Well, we'll we'll get. I think uh, if you want to talk about that now, or you want to talk about the new news show regarding that, the rumor for that match. Oh, is there like a? We'll talk about the new new show then. Yeah. So yeah. So then I look forward to. It. I mean, you'll probably, you'll probably, if you're listening, you'll probably like. Oh, what's going on? You probably know by now. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and do not Google that. Wait for the new news show the day after. <laughs> on Friday morning. On yeah. Friday morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. Just have that little suspense. Uh, G one, uh, G one climax. We w- went into like week number three. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, I didn't watch a lot. I, I have I'm, to confess, I'm, like it's. I'm starting to as miss, much as miss shows. I'm, you know, there's only so many hours into the day. Well, they do say the G1 is a grueling tournament. That is, you know, like so that's many. That's what days the long. G and G1 stands for. Grueling one tournament. So like, um, but we don't have the exact uh, who beat who in the past couple of days. But I will give you a rundown of the point system and and then we have some eliminations. Oh, too. we have a bunch of eliminations. Yeah. Um, so let's start off with the A block. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi with 12 points. Uh, Togi Makambe. Makabe, Makabe uh, with four points. Michael Elgin with six. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, 10. Jay White, 10. Uh, Yoshihashi, two. Bad Luck Fale with six points. Hangman Page with four. Uh, Evil with eight. And Suzuki Wait, with eight. How many points does Tanahashi have? Uh, 12. And Okada has 10? Okada has 10, yes. Okay. So Hiroshi Tanahashi is leading the A block with 12. So we do have some people eliminated from the A block. Uh, first off, uh, Togi Makabe. Uh, was eliminated. Uh, also, Michael Elgin. Yay! Uh, Yoshihashi, Bad Luck Fale, and Hangman Page. Fuck him. 
The only five uh, left alive, like we said, is uh, Kazuchika Okada, Jay White, Evil, Suzuki, and Hiroshi Tanahashi leading the pack with 12 points. How many points does Jay White have? 10. Okay. Uh, so he still has a chance him. to win it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Suzuki and Evil, it's looking slim to none, but they still can win it. Uh, they still have they'd, two matches left. I think, they'd have, I think Jay White and Tanahashi would have to lose their matches. Or Okada. Right. Any of those guys have right. to lose their matches. Um. Next up, we have the B block. We have uh, Juice Robinson with four points, Hiroki Goto with four points, Ishii with four points, uh, Toriyano with two, Kenny Omega with 12, Kota Obushi with eight, uh, Tamatonga with four, Tetsuya Naito with 10 points, Sanada with six, and Zack Sabre Jr. with six points. We do have some eliminations as well in the B, in the B block. Juice Robinson has been eliminated, uh, Hiroki Goto, Ishii, Toriyano, and Tamatonga have all been eliminated. The ones left are Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, Kota Ibushi, and Kenny Omega with uh, the match tonight. Was it Toriano versus Kenny Omega tonight, I think? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, probably. It's, yeah, he has to face Toriano eventually. Yeah. Um, but is Kenny Omega going to go undefeated? He could He could go undefeated. He'll probably win that. The whole G, thing? Win G1, yeah. I can see, he's probably my pick. I mean, Toriano beats him. Toriano can beat him, and Co- Zach, Zach Saber Jr. can beat him. He almost he almost did, but that that match mm-hmm. already. Uh, Abushi, oh, I didn't watch Abushi it. for sure. Oh, the Zach Saber Jr. match was really good uh, because it, it was like two different styles, kind of, and they were kind of both trying to meet each other halfway. Yeah, um, Kenny Omega with some more ground uh, okay. ground based wrestling. Well, and, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. Thanks for telling me, man. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, like I said, um, like I said, uh, Zach Saber Jr. and Sonata uh, slim to nil. They still have three nights left in the B block. Um, so they still have a chance to win it, but that means Kenny Omega, Kota Bush, but yeah. That is, I mean, like, as soon as they announced those blocks, like, that is the match everyone's anticipating for. Abushi Omega? Yeah. The last night of the tournament? Who knows? The lovers. Yeah. Must, for one night only, the lovers will hate. Will be fighters. Yes. Uh, but guys, that was, uh, that was at 205 Live. And All, you know, and like, yeah, I know we get ragged on sometimes, like, yeah, you guys cover too much WWE. And, um, I'm... I apologize. Like you know, it's there's only so much hours of the day. I do wish we covered more G1, but yeah, but I'm not apologizing. Screw you guys. Listen to our WWE reviews. All right, listen to the Raw review. You heard it here first. Yeah, I'm I'm forceful. I'm I'm rough with you. I get like to slap you around and force feed you three hours of of Ruby Riot. I'm just letting the you, Riot Squad versus I'm, the Hug and Boss Connection. I'm just letting you drown into oblivion with this bit. I will not drown. I will rise above the ashes like a phoenix in the fire. Keep going. Um, but guys, before we get out of here today, uh, Michael, pull out your phone. Go ahead. Uh, we want to give our birthday wishes. Um, so we only have one birthday today. Turning a crisp 33 years young, we have one David Hart Smith, a son of Davy Boy Smith, turns 33 years old today. So happy birthday, David! Happy Hart birthday, D. H. Smith. Um, and what was that? Te- is uh, is is he in uh, Killer Elite Squad? Yeah, yeah. Where they spit on everyone? Oh god, that's so disgusting. What, what would you like? Would you? Li- I would probably get mad if they spit on me. Like honestly, and getting getting spit on is a real bummer, Corey. Yeah. On that note, for the B Show, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Michael Vergara. And we will see you tomorrow with the new, new show. Don't spit on people. Don't. Definitely don't. CWR 101. All right. That's the first lesson of the day. Guys, we'll see you next week. We'll give you homework. Uh, don't spit on people. How different ways. No. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye.